Hello, this is the Potters Podcast. Well, this week it's been an interesting one. A terrible game where we all thought we were going down, everyone was crying, that's it, League One, Shrewsbury away, crew away. To now, after yesterday's result, positive that we're going to stay up. Yeah, and a good 4-0 win. That's what I mean, yeah. We went from a 3-0 defeat to Wigan where we were absolute dross to a performance where we went 4-0 and looked like a proper good championship side. Yeah. Definitely a tale of t- two different hands, wasn't it, this week? It's uh, such a turnaround and such a short space of time. Well, that's it. I mean, we go into the game straight away. The Wigan results, covered quickly. You know, pathetic performance, to be honest. It was a yeah. horrendous performance. You know, lost 3-0 away at Wigan. A team that we always struggle against. I, I, I don't like Wigan. If they no, go down... Was- Always lose against them yeah, or draw or just, it, top of my head. We've always we've always had draws or defeats or just we've always made hard work of Wigan, haven't we? All the time. Yeah, even back in the old days when we were both in the old first division when they had a top side and they always did us then as well. Yeah, premiers. We stayed up on the last day. Yeah, yeah. Rodriguez yeah, scored yeah. in the eighty fifth minute, didn't he? Right, I'll obviously had like the game of his life. The goal was amazing. And I remember that one where Figueroa scored from just past the halfway line yeah. with that volley. It's, it's, oh. Yeah, and one Tuesday night was it first season back in the championship? We lost three and two. Yeah, yeah, terrible. We've always struggled against Wigan, but. On the other hand, we don't struggle against Barnsley, luckily. No, no, goals for fun against Barnsley. <laughs> 5-2 at the away leg, and this time 4-0, and should have been 6-0 yeah. on Saturday. Fantastic result, we'll go into it then. Well, we, we started strong straight away, really, didn't we? I mean, we had two goals within 10 minutes. Yeah, we had started, started strong, and I've got to be honest, you have to take it on the chin now, Sam Bokes has come back a different player. It's one game though, mate. No, no, since he's come back, he's been good. He played well against Reddy, he played well against when he came on. I don't care how much abuse I get, it's one game. <laughs> he was he was man of the match. He was getting bullied by a four foot nine player next week. Oh <laughs> to, be, to be fair though, he's come back, he looks like he's lost his chub, he looks he looks fitty, he yeah. looks sharp and he's moving quicker now. Yeah. We've just gotta keep we've gotta keep he's gotta keep having them performances, has now? That's well that, that's the thing we we're hoping now. I mean because I liked the the forward line with with that system with Campbell on the right replacing Ince, and I liked Vokes up top because we were giving him service and that's the thing. He's the things with Vokes, he takes chances. He does yeah. take chances when you give him the ball in the right areas. I mean that header there was a lot do there. It was a lovely header. The ball, yeah. Klukas put the ball in. Little nod on Eddie straight over. He's got to Eddie away goal. from himself. Auntie, that's it's a cracking goal. Yeah, that was. It's a good goal. Um, and the thing is, you've said it before that if you give somebody like evokes that sort of service he will get goals because that's what striker he is he's probably always played his, his life with wingers pinging balls in at him well he has he had Burnley he Burnley they used to have Brady on the left swinging balls in they used to have somebody used to play on the right that I can't think of top of yeah. <laughs> but the, Hendrick I think Hendrick I think who's it used to play didn't he uh, Patterson on the wing for him as well when Vokes was there Martin Patterson yeah I can't remember Patterson he was at Scumfort once was he yeah, it was Scunthorpe, not being. I know he'd gone Burnley. Mark done. Kitely as well. Yeah, oh, Kitely well, 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 like, the first man, did he? Couldn't cross the ball. Kitely got the ball. Well, like I say, we'll go into the game. So we'll do, we're going to try something new this week, something that I think we've been interested in doing for a long time. We'll do player ratings. Okay. So Jack Butland, after the, obviously an horrendous Tuesday. Well, he, he did well. He, he had to make a few sort of top saves. Yeah, there was one, one or two. One in the first half where he had to yeah. get to it. It was a good save. Yeah, he's had a few top corners save. He's, he's just, 
The thing is, we know Jack's a good goalkeeper. Mm. I mean, if you'd have watched him at Wigan for the first time, you'd have thought, how's he even in the Championship? But yeah, it, it's, he's another one where his consistency, consistency's got to improve. But is he going to stay at the club? Well, I put a question out before the game about Jack Butler, should he play? And, and to be honest, it was 75% wanted him dropped for Davis on Saturday. Because obviously the performance against Wigan was horrendous. Two of those goals were directly yeah. his fault. Yeah. So I can understand why they, why people are against him. But for me personally, he needs move. He, he needs to get away from Stoke. And he, he'd be good for both now. I mean, if we we've got to start lowering the price and going, let's just yeah. get this ego out out of the way. He's yeah. always worked hard and he always wants to play for Stoke, which has always been great. And he'll go as a bit of a fan favourite anyway, whatever he does. But he, I think if if I we think he yeah, actually go when we went down, I think he did. But he, yeah. he just wanted to show that bit of loyalty to the club that gave him the loyalty to start his career. But there was whispers of it before we actually were confirmed relegated, because if I remember right, there was a lot of people actually moaning saying, "Why was Butland sharing emotion and crying and everything while we yeah. went down?" I think he does care. In, there was things in the paper saying that he was a, a done deal that he was going. Mm. Um, so. I mean, in fairness to him, he sort of stayed a bit longer. I honestly think if he really, really wanted to leave at the end of last season, he'd have gone. I think he could have kicked up enough of a fuss as a player, couldn't he? Well, it's because of that buyout. I think it's £25 million, I think yeah. it is, which we're never going to get in a million years. Oh. I mean, if, if we get an offer between 10 and £15 million now, I'd take it. Because it, it could be good money for Michael O'Neill to build a squad. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, I, I can't... If we could get fifteen million for Butland, I don't understand why we don't try to get Bego back. Mm-hmm. I'd take Bego back. I would now. It's whether he'd come back, isn't it? I think he would. I yeah. think he would. He'd have to have a massive pay pay job. But let's be brutally honest. He's only played first team football at Stoke. Yeah. You know, he went to Chelsea for two years where he sat on the bench. He had a good spell at Bournemouth. Though, he had one he? season at Bournemouth, yeah. but then lost his way, and that Ramsdale's gone in. Yeah. He's had half a season Bournemouth on the bench, didn't they as well? No, he was there years before. He, oh, was yeah, he there? He'd been there a long time, but he's still there, Boric is. Mm-hmm. He was about 49, but he's, he's, <laughs> he's still there. But like I said, I would take Bego back, because it'd be a cheap deal, because Bournemouth are desperate to get rid. They're obviously coming down. He's on a big wage. He could go to Milan and sit on the bench, or does he want to come back to the club that Play made him a player and yeah. be a first-team player? And yeah. He could be the hero goalkeeper that can get us up, maybe vice-captain to... Shawcross, there's a lot in it for him to come back, Stoke. I loved him, Marcus. He's Mark, He's the best goalkeeper I've seen at Stoke. Yeah, I loved him. The amount of games he kept us in were unreal. Yeah, the thing is, with him, I never remember him making a mistake. I can't remember a mistake from Begovic where he made a clangor. Or... I can remember, remember certain games where we barely touched the ball second half, and if it wasn't for Begovic, we'd have probably been thumped four or five. Well, I can but... remember that game against Chelsea on the opening day where he made about seven top class saves and yeah. then Walters went on that run where he went around through the Chelsea side and, yeah. and got us a point fantastic game but like I say if I've got that option I'd take him back so what was your rating of Jack Butland? Uh, I'll give him an eight because he did pull out some really good saves yesterday yeah, I'd give but him I don't think eight. he was I wouldn't say he was overly pushed it through, the, through the majority of the game no he wasn't exceptional but I think he uh, was, I'd give him an eight but he did eight. his job and that was that yeah, he, he, yeah. He, if we're going to go back to Wigan it'd be a four but <laughs> you know or a three <laughs> yeah right so we're going to right back Tommy Smith well he was his assist for Ince's goal um, uh, clever little cut back the thing is with the thing is with Tommy Smith. Every time I watch him, I just think he's 
He's always a seven out of ten, isn't he? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. really do a great lot wrong, does he? he? Just glides through the game really, and I think he is really our only option, isn't it, right back? Well, we've got Tom Edwards, haven't we? But he's he's been a bit shaky, anti Tom mm-hmm. Edwards in the last couple of games. But I mean, yesterday he he, he did get forward quite well. He did support and quite all right. I think it's. I think the the big improvements came came with, of course, Campbell. I think he Campbell because of his movement and positioning sense, and because he's got that bit of pace and a bit of trickery. Yeah. He improves the whole team, especially yeah. when he plays on the right hand side. Yeah. So you know, for me, Tommy Smith was just feeding off that, getting forward and and pushing the ball on. So I think for me, what would you give him a rating out here? Ten for him. Uh, I'd give him a seven between 7 and 8 I don't think it was overly and that's just for me a 7 and 8 is just one of them where he's gone through the game and he's done his job hasn't he I wouldn't say he was overly exceptional no he wasn't he was you know I mean? but I think, he, I think he's become a solid right back now he's somebody yeah. we can trust there now I think maybe he doesn't have to get as forward as often when Tyrese is on that right hand side either because he's got somebody feed the ball to and let him Tyrese do the rest well to be fair to Tommy Swift as well he did get an assist on Saturday for the Tom Inns yeah, as well we'll go with an 8 I think we'll go with an 8 yeah. he's got an assist yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. so we'll go to left back Bruno Martins Indy well, should be a left back for Well, he's not. He's not a left back. But to be honest, he's the best we've got. Yeah, left back at the moment. Let's yeah. be honest. It's hard to. It, the, the problem is, I'm struggling for ratings with the set, with the defence because they pretty had a pretty steady afternoon, really. Didn't yeah, they? The, there was. In reality, Barnsley were poor. There's no question yeah. that we can't sit here and go Barnsley were a fantastic side. But I think he did his job. He yeah. he, he he doesn't overlap, which is always the problem. We know we need a left back. Yeah, that's a simple fact. And before we move on to rating, I want to say that there's a player called Anthony Robinson who plays left-back for Wigan. Youth prospect at Everton that's moved forward and had loan spells at Bolton, loan spell at yeah. Wigan, and joined Wigan on a permanent basis. Because of the situation with Wigan at the moment, he could, pick the bones. He could be a cheap deal that we could get who's a highly rated young lad, already got seven caps for USA. That's who, if, if the club don't go... Scream, let's get that left back in to play Stephen Ward at the end of the season. I don't know what they're doing. They won't, though, will you? Of course they won't, no. But, no. but if that was me, that's who would be looking Have at going down uh, stamps on the draw? Shall we send them a letter? <laughs> get him in. Get yourself down, Wigan. He's a great left back. Go get him signed. We need a left back. Yeah. But anyway, so how are you going to rate him, Andy? I'm probably just going to go eight again. I, don't, I, can't, I can't judge the defence, really. Well, to be honest, I'll give him a seven. And the reason I'll give him a seven is because he didn't do the job of a left-back. He didn't bomb on. It's not his fault, but he's playing left-back, so you have to judge him as a left-back. And because he didn't bomb on enough, because he hasn't obviously got the pace. But I can't move him because he's the best we've got, so I'll give him a seven because he he did his defensive duty anyway. I mean, he was probably at fault for that chance where Butland had to make that save in the first half, so I'll give him a seven. Then we move into the two centre-backs, your best friend, Danny Batts, and James Chester. So Probably Danny Batts first. Danny Batt. I don't know. I, I, he, he, he terrifies me whenever we lose the ball. It, it still doesn't. It doesn't matter if we won the game. Yeah, the game yeah, we lost yeah. the game. He terrifies me daily. I always watch him and I think... So if he comes up against anybody with any pace, he's, he's done. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, he is completely done. Um, but yet again, 
a pretty steady afternoon for both. Really, I, I didn't. I mean, you look at you look at a lot of Barnes's chances. Majority of them were from distance. Yeah, which yeah. proves that. I suppose you could turn on and say, well, defensively as a unit, we defended well. Because if you're resulting them to just distant shots, then you're doing a job right. But again, this highlights the fake the case that fair enough, Barnsley didn't create anything because they didn't have pace. Yeah. As soon as anyone with anyone pace comes against Stoke, we crumble like anything. Yeah. And we crumble. So for me, I think I'll I'll give him a solid eight because he yeah. did his job. I yeah. can't moan at him this week. I'll probably be completely different next time against Leeds, mm. but. I'll, I'll give him a solid solid eight. Yeah. Um, James Chester probably the same. Yeah. I'll, I'll give him an eight. Didn't really make any mistakes. Just a steady job. This parts of Chester's game I do like. I do think he can he can get the ball out down and out of his feet and sort of he is he is a lot more confident on the ball than Danny Batter. I think Chester. He's not as rash as, as Danny as well. No. Danny sometimes because he loses that pace because he lost that pace and he's he's at the end yeah, of his career really. <laughs> well, yeah, he he goes rash sometimes and dives yeah. in too much, and sometimes yeah. the player just nips past him while he's diving yeah. on the floor and leaves his gaping out, gaping on. Sort everywhere. of tell with Chester that he's played at international level a little bit as well. He just got that little bit more know-how of let's get the ball down, let's not panic. He's he's, he's a better player, yeah. James Chester. Yes. And the question is, would you sign him on a free transfer if you got the opportunity? The problem is with that question is. At the moment, as 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 odd as it is for me to say, how can we keep relying on Ryan Shawcross when he can't stay fit? Unless you're going to go out and spend five million on a centre half come January, come the transfer window, I don't know. the 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 problem is, is we all would love to see the original Ryan Shawcross play all the season. For us, be as captain, be as leader, organise and sort us out. But the problem is he can't stay fit. Well, we don't know because, like I say, he's had a bad leg break. And to be honest, when he got back fit, it was ahead of schedule. But I still think he wasn't ready. No. So for me, if we can, for me now till the end of the season, just play him now and again against the weaker teams. Play if if we get I don't know a great result against Leeds and and beat West Brom or something, then you go, right, give Ryan a run, yeah. see if we can get him fit, get him a few games under, ready for next season. But for me, on the question of signing James Chester, I'd only sign James Chester if we're getting rid of Danny Bat. That'd be my only, because that back line's too old. It's too old. You, there's no pace there. Well, where's that problem. leave Lindsay then? Lindsay should be starting for me. Mm. Because even though he has got a mistake in which we knew, especially at Sheffield Wednesday, where he directly cost us the game. Yeah. There is times I've liked him when we had that little bit of an unbeaten run where when O'Neill first came in, Liam Lindsay looked okay. He looked yeah. a good centre back, but he had pace. I always hoped that he'd be playing alongside Ryan. That, yeah, that was the yeah. thing. I always hoped that Ryan would be that that linchpin of to or to sort of teach him, and and he could have been the man to pick because obviously Lindsay's obviously a lot quicker than Ryan, and Ryan could just sit in. And let Lindsay just play in front of him, at the side of him, and he could teach him, and it could be a good little. I'd, I'd love Ryan come back in, and I'd have Lindsay next to. If that's the case, I'd more prefer to have Chester as backup than Bat. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Well, that's, that's if, the if thing. You can get a fully fit Ryan Shawcross. You'd have Lindsay the other side, and 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 have Chester. But to me, and I know it sounds tough, but I genuinely think that next season. It's make or break for Ryan. 
if if he starts getting injured over and over and over again, then at the end of next season you're gonna have to start looking at it and going. Well, he, out. he's doing his coaching badges anyway, isn't he? yeah. he's he's trying to go down that avenue anyway. Um, I don't want to see it get to the stage where we start loaning him to Swindon and all this kind of stuff. Try getting fit. If he if he keeps breaking down next season, then it's obviously time to retire and he can go into coaching. Yeah. It'd be a shame because I wanted him to really get close to that Eric Skeel's record and become. Yeah, yeah. But he's up there anyway. I think he's yeah. seventh now anyway. Played in three different decades. Yeah. Only three players have done that, or no, six players have done that in Stokes history. Mm. He's a legend anyway. It doesn't matter what happens. Yeah, because I was I always hoped that when we first got relegated, because obviously everybody thought we might have a good crack at the title. I always hoped that we might have seen Ryan lift the trophy. As a yeah, that's, that was a hope, yeah. He finished it off nicely. From the time in the Prem to t- dropping back down to lifting some silverware, I think it, 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 then it just sort of finishes it off nicely. But the thing is, you can you can love and adore a player as much as you want, but there's got to be a cut-off point somewhere where you go, this clearly isn't working. and. And it's not it's not fair on some. He's sort of taking somebody else's chance, aren't you? In the end, yeah. Do, do you know what I mean? As much as it's, I know for a fact by talking to other Stoke fans, talking to people at work, Ryan's well loved at Stoke. He's a massive fan favourite. Ryan is. Oh yeah, he um, is. Yeah. And there's nothing more than I'd love seeing put that shirt back on and stay in that shirt. But I reckon within twelve months, if it's no better. There's got to be a point where you've got to look at it. He's got to look at it personally as well. He's got to sit down with his wife and say, what do you think my next move should be? Because, I mean, if he's doing his coaching badges, I'd still have him around the club without a shadow of a doubt. Oh, yeah. I, I, I want him to stay at the club rest of his... Yeah. I, I've got an hope that he'll be the next manager. Yeah. I really do. I've got an hope that he could move in and one day be a, a good manager for Stoke. He's been proven elsewhere. I mean... It's proven at City when company left. He was only playing four games a season, but he was still making an impact mm. on and off the field. They sold him, and look what's happened to him at the back. Well, they, they give him away, didn't they? Because he become the manager at Anderlecht, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Step down after but then he lost about the first six games. <laughs> yeah, he stepped down. Stepped down. But the, the thing is, because he's such a, a, a key figure at City, he was helping the younger players and the, and the first team and then playing the odd game even there. And... And that's the, that's that would have been nice for Ryan if we, he's he's still there helping out as well because yeah. he knows the club inside out, doesn't he? So, right, I'm moving to the midfield now. Yeah, been on Ryan a while. Bit of a Ryan fest there for <laughs> five minutes. King Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Next manager's going to take us to the Champions League. Uh, Sam Clucas, what do you reckon to his performance? I love him, Mardy. He's he's my he's, he is my favourite player at the moment. Yeah. Sam Clucas, I've got to be honest, I think. The cross he made for, for Sam Oaks at the, at the start. He hasn't come back the same Sam, but yesterday we saw him back to his best, controlling yeah. the play, being that offensive central ball. midfielder which yeah. we've been needing. Kind, kind of a little bit box to box, picking the ball up, moving it forward. Yeah, he was brilliant on Saturday. Yeah, for me, he gets a nine. Yeah, for me. I'll, I'll agree with. I that. think he was brilliant. He's still my player of the season. Oh, he is yeah. anyway. I think he's quite comfortable now. He's won that. Yeah. And he's come out of nowhere a little bit as well because he, at first Jones sort of moved him all over the place and then he's just seemed to have settled all of a sudden. And wonder Michael O'Neill, he's 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 just incredible better, player. Yeah, because he was he was the only shining light under Nathan Jones. Yeah, he was the only that good player. He was the only good performer yeah. under Nathan Jones, and, and really a bad time for Stoke. It was yeah. they were all crap. But you know, you're always walking away at, at five o'clock thinking 
Yeah, we were crap, but Sam Clutch would click as wasn't. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Every week. Yeah, he's a good player. There's yeah. no question. I think because you've got to think like last season he was injured through pre-season. It took him a while to get fit, but because of course that horrendous red card he had for that stamp, everyone was judging right. Get rid of him. Get him out on loan or get him sold out. And everyone's entitled to a mistake, mate. Yeah, yeah. But he's, this season he's come back and for me been player of the year yeah. without question. Right, now we'll move on to another one, Mister Inconsistent. Jordan Cousins, who played well. Yeah, I, I still he has played better under Michael O'Neill. I have to admit, but he, he, he comes in and he'll play a great game, but then the week after or a couple of games after he'll go poor again. Yeah, and you can see that you can understand why Jones brought him in as an oldie midfielder because he's he's very good at get, getting in the way. So when they're running at you, he'll get in the way of them and like yeah. block block avenues and that, and he's very good at it. But it's can he do it against Leeds? He's can he very, do it against West Brom? He's a very dogged midfielder, and he's sort of he, he doesn't do any of the nice side of the game. Which let's face it, you do need them players in your squad. They just the, the David sit Dutton. there, defend, stick a boot in here, put it in Rosehead. That's what he is. Um, if you could, I honestly think if you can get the best out of him in this division, he is a good player off at the, the club. I do, but the problem is is. He's in, then he's out for four. Then he's in, then well, he's out for four. That's the thing, because he, he'll come in and have a good performance with the manager, go, right, I'll stick with you. And then he'll have one good game, then he'll be all, like, yeah, well, all right, and then he'll go, oh, he's made five mistakes today. It's like, well, the trouble is, the question is, is he is he a better player than, than Thompson? Because in my opinion, from what I've seen of Thompson since we returned... Well, I like Thompson and I don't. I mean, he looks out of his depth at the moment, but I think that's because he really hasn't had a good run of games. But there's a reason why, since he played that first game, he hasn't really been a starter since that game. Thompson's got a good ball on him. He's a good delivery of the ball. He's a fantastic crosser. See, I thought he was a winger. Well, he he was. He he could play anywhere, which is why he is a useful player to have. Plays a cam, plays an oldie midfielder, really. He can play on the wing. He has got a good service to him. He's got a good ball on him. But he's got to be better than that. Because yeah. it was like years ago when we had Rory Lapp towards the right at the end of his career where he was on the pitch for his throw and that was it. Yeah, he had nothing else to his game at that point. He was a great player, Lapp was, in his early spot at Stoke. Yeah. But towards the end, he was in for one reason, one reason only, yeah. throw a ball in. That was it. And he was, he was like a passenger, which you can't really have even in the Premier League. Yeah, you sort of carrying him, aren't you, a little bit? And that's, that's the kind of thing. But would the thing is with Jordan Cousins I just feel he's a player that he's too inconsistent for me and if an offer come in I'd, I'd let him go to be honest yeah. I would I know we're trying to build a squad but you can probably bring a, a Sorensen in for that who I think has got more to his game and, and could eventually become more consistent because Cousins is not far away from I think 27 which means he's getting towards his peak now. And, and his career's never really got going, has it? Not really, no. He's, he's always been in, free transfer, in, low. Yeah, it <laughs> hasn't really been a good career. Yeah. And I think it's because he's playing at too high a level. I, I don't, when he had that great season at Charlton, they were in League One. Yeah. And I think if we went down, I'd go, yeah, keep Cousins, because I think a drop in division, yeah, he he'd be, be a good right. player. Yeah. But how are you going to rate him? I'll give him a solid eight. Yeah, I'll, I'll go seven. Seven. Right, people might judge that. <laughs> right, so we'll go to Nick Powell back, back in. I think it made a difference. Yeah, he had a couple of good chances as well. Um, 
my only worry with him just lately is his discipline. Yeah, he got another book in early on yesterday, yeah. I know. Yeah, and um, it, it is a little bit concerning his uh, disciplinary, but on the other toss of the coin, he does look a lot more dangerous than he ever did at the beginning, doesn't he? He's, yeah, yeah, he's got a goal in that. The come in for, to sort of create chances and score goals is actually coming to the, the plate now a little bit, so... I think he has been probably the most improved player un- under O'Neill. Because under Jones, you never really saw anything going because he was playing in that position where he had to be the complete creator. Yeah. And he is a good player, don't get me wrong. He, he likes to attack the defence. He likes to move forward. And we've seen that because he has been chipping a few goals in recently as yeah. well. But he's not good at that role. Michael O'Neill's brought him in and just played him as a kind of a, an attacking central midfielder sort of the anchor point to push the ball yeah. forward and he has been playing well and to me he is up there as one of the players of the year because of his improvement since O'Neill's come in yeah. and I can only think that next year he'll be a very important player to Stoke under under O'Neill yeah he'll season. definitely be he'll definitely be in the squad next season there's no doubt in that um, the thing is now we're very before we were very one dimensional now in attacking areas, I just think if we can get it right at the back, we have got a lot of a lot of decent players up front. It, there's one or two I could change, but I don't know. Like you said, under O'Neill, giving time, we could be a, a much if we can stay in this division and just get the points we need. Giving that time, and I think we could we could really have a better season next year. A much. I think season. I think we will. Um, yeah. The thing that we know what they've got to do in the transfer market because we're going to cover that after when we finished his talk through the players. But for me, he's an eight, he was a good eight. Nick Powell yeah. did, did everything he could apart from me. I was going to give him a nine, but because of the booking, yeah. I decided knocking down a bit because he's our outlet now, he's our creative outlet in the midfield, yeah. and he's become a very important player to the now Stoke team. Yeah. And we've got to appreciate that, right? So, moving to James McLean, Mr. Consistent, yeah. He's probably the second biggest improvement under O'Neill. He was good under, I think, because he was playing at left wing back, which you're asking a 30-year-old do when he's never played mm. it before the game, was never going to work. But, especially on Saturday, tireless, never stopped, assist kept moving, well. got an assist. He is, he's, people don't like him, but we know why, political reasons, which we're not going to go into because I don't want the eight mail. <laughs> the fact is, He's a fantastic player. He, he is. He, he graphs. He doesn't stop. Yeah. And he's become our talisman. You, you can you can see now that he's he's the face of work yeah. in that Stoke side. Yeah. He hasn't got the quality. He hasn't got the flair. We all know that. But he's he's got what he doesn't give up and he fights all the time. He's all fastened into. He's the closest thing now in that squad to Jonathan Walters. Pace, power. He's got. Do you know what I mean? He's pretty, the thing is, you, you know for a fact that McLean is going to run. For ninety minutes, yeah, he's yeah. just gonna keep going and yeah. going. At this level, I think he shines. Mm. I do. I think he shines at this level. And I mean, to I'm, be honest, he's a good signing. I think. I think maybe all of us collectively, especially after the Wigan game, um, sort of jumped on the bandwagon a little bit too soon. You've got to remember that not any footballer in in well, not in our lifetime has had that length of time off, and then he's straight back into it. It's like. How many times have we seen it before where a team's had a shocking August start yeah. of the season yeah. and won the league or had a great season after that after that four, them first four weeks 
we are basically starting the season again yeah. for like seven or eight games and it's like what, Reading drew one all yeah fair enough the Wigan one was a complete disaster well Middlesbrough as well too and that was a disaster that was a disaster but then somewhere along the line you've drawn the line and gone what's going on sort yourselves out because the reality is before lockdown we were flying yeah yeah, we were, we were playing well it's all right sitting there going they bunch of because I've seen it this week on Facebook and Twitter we're overpaid we're all over the rubbish but yeah, but the reality is before that we were all sitting here going we'll be alright we will no, but I, I kind of half agree with them there is a lot of rubbish there is rubbish there is, there's yeah, a lot of rubbish in there but there's a lot of players that aren't in my opinion as well yeah well there is there's, there's ones that are rubbish that we, which we're hopefully going to get rid of the, the good thing is this time is that we give them short contracts so we, we can probably shift them out yeah so but anyway getting back to McLean what would you give him as a rating I'll give him a 9 cause problems all afternoon I'll give him an eight. Yeah. I'll give him an eight. Um, I think there was a couple of chances where he should have gone through and created something, and I think his ball was a bit, bit wayward. Bit wayward, and yeah. there was a chance in the second half where he should have just put it across, and Vokes would have scored. It was still a great performance. So I can't, I, it, it's rare that you're going to get. It's rare you're going to get James McLean under a seven, isn't it? Really. Yeah, very rare. rare. The, the only way I'd see him getting under a seven is if, because it, it, unless his temper rears its ugly head. That, yeah, that's the only got, yeah. time, really. Because when if you notice, if anyone's got under his skin, his game suffered for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if he just knuckles down, which let's face it, under O'Neill, he's like he's he's like been like a father figure with him, aren't he? Yeah, yeah. Put well, his arm yeah, around him, yeah. told him. He's don't always worry about the fans. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about what people are saying. Put them boots on, cross that white line, and do what you do. No, best. no one can ever argue against him for Correct. how he is as a player and how he works. Yeah, I think so. I think he's just one of them players that isn't doesn't shine in the Premier League, but at this level, I think he does because yeah. it's a lesser quality. He can move better, and yeah. and he never stops. He's got an engine yeah. and never runs. So here we go. So we'll go now to. Tyrese Campbell on the right side. Give him a low. <laughs> well, I can't because he's not the man of the match. So, <laughs> well, you going for Thomas? <laughs> We're not doing subs. I can't be bothered. <laughs> Tyrese Campbell is the reason we won on Saturday. Yeah, and he was the reason we were winning before lockdown as well. Yeah, and I think it's because he played more towards the right hand side. I personally think he's. He's giving him a bit of a license to free room up that top end of the pitch, are they? He's our only creative pace in the team. And he can finish. And he can finish as well. Yeah. He's a player that is worth money. Oh, yeah. And the club have got to make sure they keep hold of him yeah. for the next couple of years at least yeah. if we want to go up. If we want to stand any chance of getting out of the hole we're in, where we're not struggling at the bottom and we're fighting for get back up that top end of the, the, the league... Tyrese Campbell's got to be on the books. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and um, I preferred him on the right side where he played on Saturday. Well, the thing is, if you play, if you play Vokes or any other striker up top, and you're playing Tyrese on the right or the left or whatever, you're giving him the license to run at, at defenders. Yeah, and that's what he does best. Causes problems all well, over the pitch. You look at the first. You look at Middlesbrough and you look at Wigan. You all got a touch. Yeah. because he was isolated up front on his own, on his own. Yeah. and Vokes before lockdown it was a problem because he was, get, he was getting isolated as well yeah. but I noticed on Saturday Vokes was knocking the ball down Vokes was running everywhere the, the fitness improvement on Vokes yeah. after three months layoff he looks quicker than he's ever, I've ever seen him before he's winning everything in the yeah. air 
he's put in great knockdowns. But for me, Campbell on Saturday, his link up play with Vokes and with McLean doing the graph, getting the ball over. Mm. Campbell's, especially his first finish, that, that's the second goal. Yeah. Just great little bit of trickery, a little back heel finish yeah. under the goalkeeper. Left him for dead. The thing, the thing is, if you've got a decent striker up top and he's holding the ball up, you're leaving Campbell open. If they're following that man, like they were following Vokes, they're leaving Campbell too much room. And let's face it, he can ball, beat man. He can beat a man. Yeah, that's and, the thing. And they'll only get better, and you'll see teams <laughs> following Vokes, and then all of a sudden, oh, Campbell's free the other side, and he'll punish you. Because let's face it. If you give him half a yard, he, will he doesn't miss either. No. He barely, rarely misses. No. He, he takes his chances, and he, I think he's on nine goals now, or or just over. So, for me, he's he's our most important outlet yeah. now. Next year, I want to see him in number ten shirt. Yeah. I want him in the ten shirt next year. Yeah, that's what I want. So, and first man on the right hand side. Let's get him stronger. Let's make him a play that's worth fifty million. Yeah. Simple as that, because he's got the ability to. Yeah. He's great on the ball, moves well, and he takes his chances. Both goals were taken well, especially yeah. the second, because there was a bit do there, because there was bodies everywhere. He was scrappy, but he still had to finish it, and he did. Yeah. With a plomb, bang, goal. His first goal, bit of trickery, because he knew he couldn't. He knew he couldn't wait, because if he waited, the goalkeeper would have got to him, yeah. and the centre back would have gone the other way. So he had to do a little bit of trickery, a little back heel to get it away first time. Great finish. Yeah. Bit of skill. The play we've been after now for about five years, Tyrese Campbell. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's, like I say, I, I'll be the first to admit that I, I said he wasn't ready, but I do genuinely think that the loan spell did him a world. Well, I'm going to say what you, I'm going to repeat what you said. Bloody hell, Jones, get him off the pitch! <laughs> he ain't ready, get him off the pitch! You want it? Went out loan, come back, get me on that That was that a week ago. Right. No, it was yeah, he, he is. He is a. He's, let's face it, we we've not been blessed with people coming through the youth system over the years. No, that was quite. But at this moment, the fly through. It's too easy to forget that when he's fit, is we can put Valinden in that side. Who, let's face it, when he's running at a man, is absolutely frightening. Oh, he's, he's got rapid pace for Linden. Yeah. He's just. He's. Let me tell you what. He's, he reminds me of Valinden. He does remind me a bit of Shobby. Where he's got the trickery, he's got the skill, but he doesn't know when to release the ball yet. Yeah, which comes with experience. <laughs> oh, he did. Shelby did. did I tell you what, I, I said this the other day uh, to somebody. I think if Shelby had stayed with us and dropped, I think he would have become a good player. I do. I think the dropping yeah. level, because I think you've got to imagine he came from the Egyptian League to the Premier League. The, it, it's like you know, it's like jumping the moon. <laughs> it's a long distance of improvement you've got to make. Yeah, but there's no, there's no, there's no ability in running. You're either quick or you aren't. Well, he, I, th- I thought he was quick, but he, he I, moved, I he moved he, well on the ball. He I did. Thought, I thought he was moving in reverse. But <laughs> <laughs> he said that about Campbell. <laughs> no, Campbell's biggest problem was he wasn't reading the game quick enough. That was the thing. When someone was playing a through ball, he was two seconds behind. Well, that back heel finish on Saturday. Yeah, well, it's a long time ago since I told him to go Shrewsbury. <laughs> yeah, so I'll give, him a, I'll give him a nine. I'll go nine. I'll go nine. Yeah. Because there's someone else who's going to get ten. It's your favourite player. Yeah. He was absolutely magnificent on Saturday. The famous golf player. <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely brilliant on Saturday, Sam Vokes. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, got it some humble pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he won every header of the ball. He was moving quick. 
he was knocking knocking everything down and he for me incredible play yeah he's had a good game can't deny that I just hope that he can do it on a regular basis well now, to be fair season. since he's come back from lockdown he's been the most improved player he's been the most on it since he's come on he's come off come on at half times and been proper nuisance the complete opposite than he was before and I think when he's isolated when he's been isolated in the past under both Michael O'Neill and Nathan Jones it's kind of it, it's been his biggest problem that he gets overrun and a lot of the time because he, he knocks the ball on and there's nobody really near him. Yeah. It causes it causes a lot of problems because no one's catching up with him. But now you've got Nick Powell, you've got McLean on the left, you've got Campbell on the right. He's becoming useful now because we're getting the bodies around him. And that's that's the reason why, especially on Saturday against Bert Barnsley, he, he they couldn't handle him. They literally couldn't handle him. Yeah, it, like you say, he's much, he is so much more improved because I was worried about his strength. The amount of times he just get knocked off the ball, he he was, I don't know, he's not good enough for a target man, is he, at the end of the no. day? And let's face it, I know I've said he's finished, but in reality, shouldn't be at the age he's at, should he? Well, he's, I, don't, I think he's just clipped 30 now. Yeah, he's still so. got a couple of years left, didn't he? Because before, when I was judging him before lockdown, I thought he's, he's just not good enough for the amount of money we spent. And I just, I couldn't see him really slotting in, but with the performances he's done after lockdown because to be fair when I looked at the interview and watched him he looks trim he looks like he's lost two stone yeah. he really looks trim he, he's, his face was ringy and his fitness looks like on the pitch it's massively improved yeah. I mean that assist he got for um, Campbell where he was going to go out and he beat the defender for pace and slotted it back and obviously Campbell did the back heel finish Vokes got that goal really it was all Vokes yeah. and he was involved pretty much in every goal he scored on on Saturday apart from him the Tom Inskill. Yeah, yeah. It's like you say. It's it's it's. You could say it's pretty much a perfect performance, isn't it? Pretty much, apart from scoring an hat trick, he he, he yeah. was involved in everything. He, he was everywhere on the pitch, it's and I want it to continue. Yeah. If he carries that on to the end of the season, I'm very comfortable with him playing up front next season. Yeah, definitely. Um, the the only thing I can sort of take into like the Leeds game is I think especially the fans. If we don't get anything, I wouldn't go too hard on them. There's one point between them and West Brom. They are fighting for that title. If we went there and lost, I think it, it's nothing to be overly what's it. Leeds are a good side. Well, and, we'll discuss Leeds after we finish. So I'm gonna yeah. give you. I'll give Vokes a ten for Saturday. I'll give him a ten. I'll give him nine because he's not my favourite person. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to give him a ten. Just been no, he's just been a, just been an asshole. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll give him a ten. Ultimate performance of a centre forward. That's what we want. And like I say, if he if he continues this form that he's on at the moment and continues that till the end of the season, and maybe nicks three or four goals, I'm very very comfortable with him playing up front next year with Campbell on the right and McLean on the left. Yeah, very comfortable with it because I think he'll score more goals next season. He's improved his fitness. So whatever he's done, his regime has changed, and he, he looks a different player now. Yeah, without a question. Right, so now we we'll move on to the next part of the chapter. Leeds, like I say, there's there's one point between them and West Brom. West Brom have won again today. Um, it's going to go right to the wire, I think, with both of them. Um, Don't get me wrong, a draw, you'd take a draw now, wouldn't you? Yeah. Against Leeds. 
But I don't think if we go Leeds and get a kick in, I think you might just have to draw a line under it. Because I'm not sure, without looking, what when do West Brom play? Is it the same day, the day before? Yeah, I think it's the day after, isn't it? Because we're playing on the Thursday, August, live on Sky. Yeah. Um, I'll miss the game because I'm working. So I'm gutted about that. And uh, and then we've got Birmingham on the Sunday at home. Mm. So... The only thing you could say is give us a lot of confidence and we've still got a lot to play for. And so have yeah, Leeds. Yeah, we so, have. I mean, we've had a good favour today. Yeah. I think QPR has done us a favour. and, and Reddy gave us a massive favour yesterday. <laughs> give him a right paste in Luton. <laughs> Nathan Jones. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's fallen a lot, I think. So, um, yeah, results for once, because let's face it, this yeah. year, results haven't gone our way any weekend. <laughs> Every time we've lost, everyone else has won. So, Especially the last two games, I mean, everybody around us were winning. It was like, oh yeah, God, it was we're horrendous. going, it made us look like we were going down, everyone's out left, and yeah. especially with Hull pulling that 90-minute winning out. I mean, Hull have lost today as well to West Brom, so, you know, the old rivals have done as... Well, the other thing we must mention really is the obviously the Wigan thing with um, the 12 point deduction because depending on how the rest of their season goes and how everybody else picks points up are they going to go down they're down do you think they're going to go yeah they're down yeah with the 12 point deduction on well because they're they're above us anyway but with it but I think because it's lose lose for them anyway because they're obviously if it wasn't for this deduction they'd stay in the championship yeah, but the problem is it's lose lose for them now. So if they, because they've got to win every game now, yeah, so that they avoid relegation and hope yeah. everyone else fucks up and yeah, drops got, everything's out of their hands now. Because then, because then, the point deduction won't have any effect because they'll stay in the league and then, the point deduction and it's gone for next season. Yeah. So if they win every game, which they lost yesterday to Brentford, yeah, because the confidence will be out out of the, will be drained out of them now. Yeah. Because they're, they're knackered. Yeah, I mean. And, yeah, because obviously if they finish in the relegation zone, the twelve point deduction is in League One. Yeah. So if they do go, so either way, it's. I mean, if they capitulate now and completely drop, because I think there are a fair few points above Stoke as well. Quite, yeah, they're quite way up the table, but I looked at it and obviously thinking, well, they really need to sort of put it together a sort of three, like four or five game winner. Yeah, but well, also there's a, there's a nasty little incentive for Stoke for them to go down in, in hit administration. Because like I say, that left-back, he's a fantastic left-back. He's only 23. Yeah. And we've been, like I say, long-term been crying out for one. He knows England because he was brought up in the youth academies at Everton. Well, they'll do anything out of the players when you go into administration. Well, that's what I mean. So, so if we should be in there now. Yeah. I mean, he is, he is two million for that. Yeah. Robinson, he ought to. Get him. Just get him in. <laughs> turn up at the door. <laughs> If they don't, I'll go before them. Yeah. <laughs> and tell them, give me the money. Let's send to the post. He'd um, need him. He'd be a great addition to the Stoke back line. Let's be honest, we're crying out for a good pacey young left back. Yeah. And they're free for and have got to sell everything that's underneath them to stop them getting even further debt. Yeah. To go into liquidation. So they'll take any money so they can get rid of a player. And he's probably been one of their best players this season. A fantastic young left back. Yeah, it's, it's it's a strange one. It's such a late part of the season for come out. And they blame COVID for it. But let's face it, there's not many other clubs that are having problems with COVID. Oh, they are. There's, they, are they are, but they're not coming out, are they? But this oh. one's really hit them hard, hasn't it, really? Yeah. 
Because let's be honest, you look at a club like Wigan, they shouldn't be in these high divisions anyway. They've got no fan support. No. The stadium's way too big for them. Yeah. Because let's be honest, it's a rugby town. Always has been, always will be, because they've got a great rugby team. One of the best, I think. They're one of the best or their best yeah. rugby team. So they're not interested in football there. No. And you've got to think as well, Wigan's very close to Liverpool as well. Yeah. So anyone who's listening to football is more than likely going to be an Everton or Liverpool band. Yeah. So it's one of them, really. So... I can understand why they've got into it. It's, it. Since Dave Whelan sort of stepped down, that club's was, was heading. Well, Dave Whelan was on on the the radio the other day saying he couldn't understand why they're in so much debt because he left them in such an healthy situation. Well, he left not long after the FA Cup, but I know they went down. But it, yeah, there was, there was good money. But his son it? took over for a bit, and that, but he yeah, still had shares. And, son, yeah, yeah, he had shares in it still, but he, he's completely cut ties with it now. But he's actually turned around this week and said. If they need any financial help, he'll step in. Because he loves working, doesn't he, Dave? That's the thing. <laughs> Dave, you're doing well. <laughs> I do remember very well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I don't see Wigan disappear out of the league. It's something I don't want, because, you know... I mean, he's not even from the area, is he? Isn't he from Blackburn? Because he played for Blackburn before he got injured or something, didn't he? And then went into business. Yeah, um... I don't know him that well, do I? <laughs> well, you called him Dave. You must know him that well. I mean, like I say, it's good for Stoke because because I said earlier on that I don't think we'll go down. We've got too much quality in that side, especially with a player like Campbell. Never say never. No. But I think we're too strong. I think I think because if this was on Saturday, I think we might push on again like we did before. I mean, we've got a great record against Leeds as well, to be honest. We were beating this season, didn't we, as well? Yeah, it's so, like it's like all into. I think obviously when they won the other day, people were sort of looking at it, thinking, "Oh, maybe they might scrape out of it." You don't lose the amount of games they lost before lockdown, and then all of a sudden become yeah. brilliant. Well, I think Hull, he might have been because their fitness was way up, and teams haven't caught up like Stoke. I mean, we've never never been good starters anyway. I no, can't remember never. a season we've ever won an opening game. To no. be honest. We've always been bad starters. Yeah, we've always been bad starters. And you've got to think there's been three months, plus we've got an older team than a lot of teams in the division, so it doesn't surprise me that we've had a bad start. Plus it's three, it's three months of complete boredom hell. And doing nothing, yes. Not like when they're off and they're in the Maldives. For, yeah, that's for, what I mean. I mean Vokes, it looks like Vokes has really hit the gym hard yeah. <laughs> since, he, since he's been over. Because he's yeah. come back a different player. Yeah, but caveman trees <laughs> on his own. <laughs> Pushing tyres down the road. <laughs> He looks fitter and in, in the best. He looks really healthy, to be honest, from what he did before. He looked a bit overweight before. Yeah, maybe we were a little bit. I think you would have been. Yeah. <laughs> Some people who just me stood there on the on the tarmac giving it the bit. Well, we were on about rioting Saturday morning. Oh, I knew I was going to bring that up. Yeah, there was a couple of rumours that there was going to be a, a protest march around the Bet Three Six Art Five before the game. Just that's a bit. That's a bit. What's it? If you if we were sort of looking doomed, like as in we were couldn't get out of it. We had one game left, and they did it. Then you could have gone. Well, I wouldn't have done it, but you could understand why they did. I could, I could understand why they're protesting, but it's because of the COVID that I'd say no. Just just bloody leave it. There's no point now. Not with not with a deadly pandemic around. Stay at home, please. Yeah. But for me. There is problems upstairs. The club isn't adapting. We all know this. Which we are going to go into the transfer system and set up. The fact is that people at Stoke are sick if there seems to be no plan when it comes down to bringing in players. And people are getting sick of it now. 
because yeah. the man who's in charge of it all isn't getting sacked and he, he keep, he's staying there and staying there more and more mistakes have been coming in because the problem is what we've been seeing is the last two years under Gary Rowett and under Nathan Jones they've tried to replace everybody and sort a new team out now yeah get them all in yeah. now when yeah. you didn't need to do that you just yeah. needed to instead of spending all that money we've been spending especially this summer because even though it's all been free transfers there's a lot of sign-on clauses a lot of a lot of money's gone on these players mm. but it's been two massive changes i think how many did he have in Rowett, Rowett had 12 13 players come in Nathan Jones had something like 11, 12 players come in. Yeah, some recognisable from the team that got relegated. That's what I mean. Yeah. There's, there's a few players that are in there, the rest of them are out on loan. Yeah. I mean, Bauer's back now, Vimmer's back, it uh, won't be long till Etterbone and Dyer are back. Yeah. And Benny Cofobi will be back soon, which is good for him, he's playing again. And yeah. I think he scored the other week as well. But for me now, the big thing that's got out of Stoke is for me, the forward line for me I think is good enough because we're not going to get promoted in the next two, three seasons. So for me, that back line needs fixing. That defence needs fixing. Well, would you be tempted to give Benick that benefit of the doubt and see what he's like playing alongside Powell and Campbell? Because he hasn't before, has no. he? Not really. No. no, I want him gone. I want him gone. Yeah. Because the thing is, what you got to think about. His heart's not here. He just he just, he just caused mining. He caused mm. problems. We what we want now, we want Bristol City coming with nine million pound offer and take him off his hands. Yeah. There's, there's no point for ifs and buts anymore. The trouble is you get rid of Gregory as well. Gregory's, I think Gregory's just pretty much done to Cardiff anyway. Yeah. So, get them gone. If they've got short deals, I mean, it's like Ward, good, we give him one-year deal, bye-bye. He's yeah. gone at the end of the season or soon. Juve's gone. You know, they're, they're slowly going. Vimmer will go, he's only got two years left now. Is he even playing, Vimmer? Not really. He looks like he's going to a mid-table Austrian club now, so it shows you we need change upstairs when it comes yeah. down to buying players. It needs to come in. The reason why people are protesting is because these things aren't changing. Yeah. It seems to be the same way of bringing in players every year. And what I don't want to see at the start of next season is 15 more players coming in. I don't want to. I, no. I want sensible signings yeah. now. You'd Five million pound a year. Yeah, you'd be happy with four. I'd be happy if, with if three. They, if they were that you know for a fact are going to make some sort of difference to the side depending on people going so say if Joe Allen with rumours going to Newcastle if Joe Allen's true we get 10 million for Joe Allen maybe get 15 million pound for Jack Butland then we might be able to sway a few more signings maybe five or six signings we need a new goalkeeper mm. which I've already said well, I'd bring Bego back Yeah. but for me that left back at Wigan's got to be priority now get him in young player but it's, it's, you've got to be young and you've got to be dynamic You've got to be players that we can build something from. Yeah. I mean, if they've also got to be ready though as well, aren't they? I mean, we've both sat here and spoke about bringing youth in and not having been like a retirement home, but it's all well and good buying youth in as long as they are ready as well. They've got to be ready to play. Well, the reason why I want that Anthony Robinson is because he had a, he had a full season on loan at Bolton when they were struggling in the Championship, so he knows the Championship. He had half a season on loan at Wigan in the Championship. And then he's just joined permanently to Wigan and he's had a full season in the Championship. Yeah. He's scored three goals for Wigan. He's only 23. He's already playing first-team football for America now, so he's a full international. He's only, But the thing is, he's 23 and he's playing a lot of football. Because and the, the reason why I like him, there's a lot of other players that haven't got the mentality who'd still be sat at Everton's Youth Academy. Yeah, he's, he, got, he's, yeah, he's, he's gone out and he's, gone. What he's, 
because he's American. He, he doesn't understand that you don't play. He wants to go and play. Yeah. So he's, he's gone to Bolton. He's gone to even Wigan from Everton yeah. to get his career up and running. So he seems the perfect mentality and first age. Step, yeah, and he can move up and down yeah. the pitch. He's got a great record of putting balls in the box. He's exactly what we need. Yeah. And it, for me, we should be getting it done now while we're, in, while we're in liquidation talks. Get the players now. I think that's where the frustration comes from with some fans though, isn't it? Because you probably won't be the only person out there who's looked at this lad from Wigan or maybe somebody else and sort of gone, he'd be ideal for Stoke, he's got the right attitude, this, that and the other. And he don't come in and then you think, well, why? We'd then go out and spend nine million on somebody who's not yeah, worth it. And, and it's frustrating, and, yeah. yeah. That's what's frustrating. It's like when you look at that Ben Rami at Brentford, the left winger, who's probably the best creative player in the league and got Brentford to third or, third or fourth in the championship and you're looking at it going they bought him for 900 grand he's now easily worth 20 odd million mm. that's how you do business you have to be clever when it comes yeah. down to it there's no point bringing a 29 year old in for, for 9 million because what are you going to get three seasons at best when they're bringing in 20, 19, 21 year olds they're fighting and won't, won't make careers for themselves yeah. like Anthony Robinson at Wigan He's been a major part of them staying up this season, even though they're yeah. going to go down to liquidation. But that's what we're needing. We need, we need players that want to make names for themselves, want to become top players. Yeah, and the thing is, you, you, you can see that happening at Bournemouth at the moment, where before when they had players who, from sort of lower divisions, who wanted work hard and do well, did well for them, and then now they've signed they've players. They've yeah, they've done a step up. for Liverpool, get him in. Look at him, he played for Man United, get him in. Yeah. And they're all failing now. And, and, and the, don't get me wrong, there's some good players at, at Bournemouth. Nathan Ake, David Brooks. There is a few. Yeah, Josh, Josh King, Callum yeah. Wilson. But then there's other ones he brought in who've done absolutely nothing. And, and, that, and he can get drawn into these situations where we've done it. Where you go, well, he played for Liverpool, get him in. We, yeah, but do we need him? Just get him in, he's cheap. And... It's not always the best, the best player. No, it's about it's about getting played. It's like let's be honest, he was one of our best signings in the Premier League. Let's be honest, it was Jonathan Walters who came from Ipswich because he was a dogfighter and he wanted he wanted yeah, fights. Yeah, we all sat here scratching his heads getting. Oh, well, when he wow. signed, I was like, what have we bought him from Ipswich for? Oh, yeah. Then first season, I was like, whoa, wow, now I know why we bought him from exactly. Ipswich because he was a fantastic player. Yeah, and there's no question of it, and that's what we're going to have to look at. I mean, it's. There's a couple other players that I could go through. It's like Harry Wilson. He's failed at Bournemouth. He's obviously not ready. He's, he's never going to fit in at Liverpool. Harry Wilson is never going to fit in at Liverpool. No. But I did say, though, at the start of the season, he needed another loan spell at Championship level. I did say that. Because the reality is, he's gone down to the Championship at Derby and ripped it up mm. and been brilliant. Can he do it a second season in the Championship? It's no different than in the Premier League. How many players have you seen come in in the Premier League? He scored 30 goals and he did this first season. Second season, he scored three. Yeah. It's yeah. no different at Championship. Chief. Chief Stoke, 15 goals in his first season and then hasn't scored 15. Goal though at Watford. Scored an absolute bag full. Second season, he didn't. But this is what I'm saying. You've got a young lad there who, let's face it, Wilson at Championship level was deadly. Mm. So why didn't you say to him, let's send him back out again and see if he can do it the second season? Well, we're talking about Klopp there, aren't we? And yeah. Obviously, he, he was trying to push the progression forward by 
bringing see him, him in the Premier League to see how he goes on. Yeah. Which has, for me, failed and it's probably cost him his Liverpool career. But if we could get him on loan and then get him playing at Stoke and, and maybe start pushing towards going, do you want to come yeah. in payments and get your career properly up and running? You never know. I know he's got a big reputation now because of that first season at Derby, but that's all been smashed by his spell at Bournemouth. Often people don't even know he's there because he's, he's had no impact. It's, so, it's strange because, I mean, I remember when Brooks went to Bournemouth, he, I really rate Brooks, and, and the thing is... He's had a one-season he, one. Yeah, he's he has. He's been poor this season. Yeah, he's been poor. And well, the, re- it's the reason of that is because he bought Harry Wilson in. So you, you've got to think that... They look disjointed now because they're both on the right side. Yeah, but it's going to be a good away day. That's all I'm going to say about Bournemouth. But like, the thing is with me is that we've got to start bringing in players that have got the legs for the long run. Because when you bring players like Danny Batten, they might be good now, they might have a bit of legs now, but in two years they're not. So it's just a waste of three and a half million. Just save the money or look at a lower division. Or I mean, there's some cracking players at Oxford at the moment who we could be playing next season. Yeah, I just I still come back to what I said a couple of weeks ago. I still think I'd love for next season, get to the end of the season, go, where did you finish your tenth? Why? Because there was no pressure off the fans, there was no pressure off the media, there was no one banging on the door. You could get to the end of the season and go, right, we've got a tweak here, tweak there, do this, do that. Not this, oh, we'll panic and buy every man and his dog. Well, that's what's got to change. The last, the last two seasons, well, three seasons technically, because in the last season of the Premier League, it was all panic. Oh, get him in, get him in. And we ended with SA. Chupo twathead. <laughs> you know, we, we ended up with some absolute tripe. Yeah, and that's because we panicked. Because it's all panicked. Then we yeah. did it with Gary Rowett. He scored goals for Wolves and then get him in. Um, oh, he didn't score loads of goals for Derby. Get him in. Yeah. And, and he ended up with players that just don't fit just together. A mismatch, the a mismatch and it's all over the place. So what I want to see is a sensible way. For me, the most important position in Stoke that needs improving is the back line. I think we've got a settled midfield. As long as Joe Allen doesn't go, or Sam Lucas maybe gets snapped up by a Premier League club, we've got a settled midfield there. It's the defence that's the problem. We've got a centre-back playing left-back. We need some pace in the middle. Yeah. So we are playing two 31-year-olds in the centre-back. So for me, if we can get, a, I don't know, say a player like Ampadio on loan from Chelsea for the season, yeah. just as maybe a spare player, just to... Fill in. Let Danny Back go for a mil. He's only, he's only got one year left on his deal anyway. So mm. I'd go, you know, as a millionaire from Luton, yeah. get him gone. And, and it's, that's the way you're doing it. Like, Vim will move for free anyway next season. He's got one more year when we'll loan him out. Then he's on the last year of his deal. And we'll even, if we don't get any money for him, we'll shift him out. We'll pay him up and get rid. So that's the good thing. Yeah. Etebo comes back. The same thing with Peter Etebo. I'd love Etebo in that team. Especially if Alan goes, I'd slot Etebo straight in there. But the problem is he doesn't want to be here, so he's, he goes out yeah. on loan. Straight yeah. in, bye-bye. Yeah, all sold. Say, oh, yeah, well, he's getting the money for him, that's yeah. the problem. But if, if he come up, if he come up then you'd sell him, wouldn't you? Because the problem is now, because of financial fair play, you have to get the same or more. Yeah. Otherwise, it affects financial fair play, because yeah. you've had a loss. Yeah. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. So if we, like, fair enough for Danny Bat, it's only a loss of a million if we got, say, two million for him or two and a half million, which is fair enough. But the problems of Etebo, he cost I think seven million on overall. So, is anyone going to really pay that? Because he's on champ, he's on decent wages. Because we thought we were going straight back up, so I think we give him like twenty five grand a week. To me, that just smacks of a player who has got a bad attitude towards football because 
in my opinion, you'd be, I'd be looking at going, well, let's forget going out on loan because the problem is with going out on loan, it's all well and good if you're a British player and you go out on loan and you go out on loan to the championship. People are still watching you. You're a foreign player coming to an English league and then you've gone straight out on loan pretty much and it's like, you'll end up a forgotten man. People will forget who you are and you'll just keep going back out on loan and back out on loan. I'd be thinking, no, I need, I need to come here and play. Because the only way he's going to get a better move is by playing for his parent club, in my opinion. And the reality is he's good enough to play for Stoke. Well, the, the problem is with a loan is that we probably just did... If, you, if it was back in the 90s, he would have been sold. Yeah, he'd just gone. Yeah, yeah. He would have just gone. Because we would have, would have accepted the loss... Accepted a five million pound deal or four four and a half million pound deal, yeah. got rid of him. The problem is now because of financial fair play, yeah, it holds you, you, you hold you back, and you've mm. got to loan them out because yeah. if you loan them out, you're making a positive move because they'll have to pay some of his wages. wages. So in financial fair play, you're making money. Yeah, and they have loan fees as well. And then you sometimes have loan fees because Chelsea make nearly thirty million a year out of loaning players. Yeah, because they give because it's like zooming. We had to pay him five million to loan Zuma in. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> Which shows you bad business. It's not alone, is it? Really? It's just like, that's what I bought off of me. Is that for one of his legs? That's what I mean. It's one of them. It's one of them. So for me, next season, I wouldn't mind if we bought three players in permanently and got two loans. That's that's what for me. Get that yeah. Robinson in from Wigan. Get another youngish centre back that we think's got a future. Because you've also got to think though. We've got Harry Suter coming back, who's been brilliant for Fleetwood. Mm. You've got a chance of getting promoted. And you've got Nathan Collins, who every time I see him does look like he's improving. Yeah. So uh, you still need a striker, mate. There's no denying that. I I don't think we really do. Uh, well, I don't know. I'll I'll judge it at the end of the season. Seeing seeing if Vokes carries this form on. Problem is, mate. You've got forty six games, and his only other option as a centre forward is Gregory, and he's absolutely terrible. Well, I've got Sanko coming through. He'll be gone. He will, because we won't give him the money. You know what Skulls is like. He'll be penny pinching all the way now. I'm, I'm hoping we keep him. Well, it's simple as this. If we sell a phobie and we get rid of Gregory for a mil, which is a bonus anyway because we've got him for nothing. If we sell both for them and get 10 mil, then you go, yeah, let's bring another striker in. Mm-hmm. And see, I'm looking through the leagues. I can't really think, unless we drop down to a good striker in League One. Get, yeah, I don't think you'll get 9 million for a phobie. I don't think you will. Him, no. That's the problem. So you'll probably be out on loan again to Bristol City again next mm. season, let's be honest. So then Gregory goes, so then you're left with Vokes. I'd take that Dykes I would from Livingston or that McShetland. I'd give him a gamble. Because mm. you never know. I mean, that Dykes is good in the air. He's quick, which is what I like about him. He's the number deal nine for the again. Well, the only real youth prospect coming through that is impressing is that Sankow. But we don't know if he's going to be staying, so it's one of them, really. Um that Dykes, I think, would be a decent, or, or that with Shetland, because he's obviously got an eye for goal, for the amount of goals he's scored. He's scored in the field 40 goals or something, isn't it, in all competitions. So. What I don't understand what the Sanko thing is, as soon as Tottenham are interested and Celtic, would you not as a club think when you go speak to him? No, because you can't. You can't, you can't sign him yet until he's 16. That's not September. 16 or 17, but I think. He's still part of the club. He could still have a with him, couldn't he? No, you can, anyone can sign anyone from... No, I'm saying as a club, you could sit down with Sanko. Well, I think they are, because he still hasn't signed for anything. Not signing anything. Nobody hasn't signed for Chelsea Tottenham yeah. yet, so they are obviously saying things to him. Yeah. They obviously must be, because if, 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 
he wanted go, he would have gone by now. He would have signed for I Chelsea. Certainly wouldn't go Chelsea. I don't know, but they've got a great record improving and Frank is starting giving him time now, isn't he? Mm. That's why they brought Lampard in because he seems to be good with youngsters. I, I still think they'll get rid of Frank. I, I don't think they will. No, they. Because once the transfer embargo is over this summer, if he starts failing over the next two years, not on Bramovich's is like, he'll just get rid of him and get a big name in. No, because the, the difference is with before. The Chelsea fans were impatient because they spent all the money and this, that and the other. This time it's different because it's Frank Lampard in charge. He's a club legend, all-time mm. top goal scorer. They'll love him there. Oh, yeah. It gives you time. Yeah, it always gives you time. It always gives you time. If Gerard went to Liverpool after clock, which apparently the rumour is going to happen, Gerard goes in there, they'll give him, they'll give him three years because he's Stephen Gerrard. Yeah. They're not going to boo him out because he's a legend. Same with Dennis Smith managed us in the 90s, which nearly happened because he was a good manager back in the 90s, Dennis Smith. But he wouldn't take the job because he didn't want fail. Right. He didn't want the fans to have any distaste. Yeah, which I think there's pretty, there'll be a lot of players that are like that, really. It, it's Especially if you've done really well for the club. You don't want that, that history of everyone loving you all the time. You walk back into that town and everyone's like, oh, like all over you because you're just a club legend. You don't want to lose that, that stature, do you, by failing miserably yeah. doing a Chris Kamara. <laughs> you won't really go yeah so we'll pretty much wrap that up it's been an interesting podcast like I say if you want to follow us on SoundCloud or Spotify Apple Podcasts we're on every platform now no excuse not find us and tell your friends about it any Stoke fans that you're friends with just tell them tell them this to the party just well this one's an hour so it's an hour of your time gone through while you're awake instead of just sitting there. No, for a lot of coffee. must have been long. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want to carry on, we're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Come give us a follow. We always put content up. We're thinking about next week doing a live feed before the podcast, doing a, Saturday, a Sunday show, but which we might move to Saturday. We'll let you know on any changes to that. It'll be up on either the group page, which is the Potters. Go and look for it. It's like, say, it's the Potters podcast on any platform, any anywhere like Instagram, Twitter. Thanks for listening. Ta-ra.